One part over, one part still to come. That would be part two of covering the Commonwealth. Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the Lynchburg Hillcats. With Jason Prell, Lynchburg Hillcats broadcaster stepping into the fast lane. Jason, one of your colleagues, Jack Brinsky uh, at lynchburg-hillcats.com has a really good article up on manager Jordan Smith and what he's been able to do to relate to his team to be able to connect with them. How much more prevalent has that been over the last month and a half to two months as inevitably a minor league roster like the Hillcats gets churned over with the draft and players being elevated and moved around throughout the farm system? Well, Ed, I can't really speak for how much it has greatly changed as it happened more often, but I can say that the players who have gone from here do greatly appreciate the relationship that they've been able to build with him uh, and how that's played out even as they've been gone. I talked to a couple of the guys who went up to the next level in Lake County, and they all mentioned, they said, the relationship that they had with their manager uh, down here, Jordan, and the way he keeps tabs with them, the way that he encourages them, that means a lot to them. And it encourages them, it helps them play better, and it, it gives them the feeling that somebody's on their side. So I can't really speak for how much more prevalent it's been during the roster changeover, but I can say that the players who have gone from here greatly appreciate it and still keep in touch. Meanwhile, the Lynchburg Hillcats, they were on quite the tear, winning six of seven before a three-game skid to wrap things up against Delmarva. What are you looking for when they return to Lynchburg 6.30 p.m. tomorrow night? Well, I'm really looking for some consistency. The Nationals are one of the hottest teams in all of minor league baseball. I mean, we're going to get a chance to see the number two overall pick, uh, Cruz, out of LSU. Uh, he's coming to town with Fredericksburg. So I really want to see some consistency from this ball club and really from their pitching staff. So if we can find uh, just a rotation that can get you five or six solid innings a night uh, and keep you in ball games, I think you should be set up pretty well. But we need to see that consistency, which we haven't seen much in this Season. And of course, a reminder as well, it's First Responders Appreciation Weekend kicking off Friday night against Fredericksburg at 6.30 p.m. Jason, thank you for your time today here on the Fast Lane. Always appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, Ed. Now to NASCAR. The man who was on the ground earlier today, Stephen Stumpf at Stephen underscore Stumpf on Twitter and frontstretch.com. Talking NASCAR is Chris Buescher holds off Martin Truex Jr., to get the win at Michigan, did you think, Stephen, that Truex would get the pass on Busher, or as Truex noted afterwards, the value of clean air would prove to be as beneficial as it was for the 17 going back to back? So when he got side by side with Busher, 12 to go, I thought it was going to happen there, but then he wasn't able to complete it. He lost a second, and I think had he, you know, had he be able, had he not completed, but he kept being on his bumper, I think it would have happened eventually. But there, he lost too much time, and obviously he got back at the end. But again, there's only only so many laps left. As it relates to the overall part of the NASCAR standings, is Busher now a legitimate contender for a championship, or is this more lightning in a bottle? I don't think it's lightning in a bottle. And while I do think he's you know a much bigger factor in the championship, I don't think he's there just yet. But obviously, as he said in this post-race, um, these are two completely different tracks. And RFK Racing has shown a ton of speed at both of them. And, like, obviously, Brad led the most laps at Richmond last week. He 
finished fourth here, and he was running the fastest laps towards the end of the race. So, I mean, they're uh, RFA, Busher, they're all, they're all, uh, they're clearly on the upswing. And, you know, Busher being greater road courses, we'll have to see what they do there. But obviously, I think they're going to be a much bigger, you know, factor in the playoffs this year than anyone ever predicted at the start of the season. Steven Stump, NASCAR writer, frontstretch.com, stepping in to the fast lane. Truex didn't catch Busher, but the flip side is, has he continued to solidify that he is the most consistently dominant driver in NASCAR heading through the summer months? I believe so. I mean, if you go through, you know, basically since winning Dover and Dover and on May 1st, there have not been many races where he didn't lead laps or was, you know, among the fastest cars in the, in the field. And yes, well, he did not win today. I do think they would have had a chance if they had just played the strategy a little bit different because he uh, drove through the field at the end of stage two to win, but then he pitted again just so they could make their green flag pit stop shorter. I think had they stayed out there, I think it wouldn't have been a contest with him and Busher. But again, the 19 team looks uh, incredible at the moment. There's, uh, you know, they got a bunch of, you know, great tracks coming up, road courses, Darlington, and so on. So they're definitely, they're definitely, you know, they're definitely going to be a major player still. And with Truex re-signing on Saturday, um, I think today clearly shows why. Why? <laughs> no doubt about it. Steven underscore stump, the Twitter handle, frontstretch.com for more of his insights. Steven, appreciate your time in the fast lane. Get, catch some rest as we have yet another Monday race where you're gracious enough to uh, cover it and then join us afterwards. Sounds good. We'll be ready for Indy next week. That's going to be a fun one. And last but not least, or maybe least, that professional football team in Landover, Maryland, or is it Ashburn, Virginia? Well, they're in a state of joy. They have been since the sale went through a couple of weeks ago and joining us now to look at where things stand with the Washington Commanders. Candy Baller, Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Seawall, grateful to have you back in the fast lane. Good to be speaking with you after a couple of weeks off. The Washington Commanders, the sale has gone through. It happened right as you predicted it a couple of weeks ago. It officially went through. How has the reception been at training camp since then? Has it consistently been as high and spirited as it was in the initial days? You know what? It's been incredible for all parties involved. I'm telling you, the fans are coming. I mean, a line has been down the street. They have been taking shuttle buses to and from camp with just loads and loads of fans. They've been having so much fun. And listen, the players are having a lot of fun as well. They are definitely feeding off of the energy from the fan base. It's been good vibes all around. As it relates to the product itself, yes, that's the big phrase, because we are transitioning from the buzz to the actual product for the Washington Commanders. What have you seen out of Sam Howell that either has validated the faith this team has placed in him or given concerns? Granted, there's only so much contact you're going to see before the preseason opener in a few days. I think it's exactly that. It's only but so much contact you're going to see. And one thing that Coach Rivera shared with the media is that 
because they're not game planning, the defense knows exactly what they're going to do. Now, and not just Sam Howell, the quarterback room overall has certainly made some some mistakes. The good thing is, specifically with with Howell, but also with with Jacoby Brissett and Jake Fromm as well, corrective action happens quickly. So where there's mistakes, where Coach Eric Bieniemy is wanting them to get it right, they absolutely get it right. But they're definitely working out some kinks with all of the new pieces um, with the team right now and with the new offensive coordinator and Coach Eric Bieniemy. Candy Waller, Seawall Sports and Entertainment with us here in the Fast Lane. Seawall, appreciate your time as always. Thank you much. We'll keep it locked to more of your work at SeawallSE on Twitter and Candy Waller Sports and Entertainment with her work on Instagram as well. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Candy Waller, Seawall Sports and Entertainment, wrapping up the fast lane on W226BG Timberlake, WVGMAM Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna, Danville Southside, Trey Lyle VT, his social media handles, Fastlane Ed Lane, Facebook, X, X or Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, we were stalling, Trey, because... We're about to go live, but I want to, I, I do have a question for you. A last question of the day. Um, was it like riding a bike today? It kind of was, getting right. that feel back. You know, right. you could tell we said, as it relates to... You know, I've already heard that like six times in my head. I'm, I'm waiting for people hey, to comment we on sell, social media. We self-scout. We self-scout. We self-scout. That's, that's the best way. That's how we survive. This is our training camp, too. It is. And I feel like I'm back in that, you know, knock off the rust phase. Will it be better tomorrow? Ha <laughs> ha! Find out five to six. Now it is, in fact, time to go live.